0: Hello, and welcome to the Dreamers Manual podcast. If we haven't met yet, my name is Julie. I'm an online business manager and course creator. And if you're listening to this at the beginning of the year, welcome to 2023. So, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you might have noticed we have been gone for a few weeks, which is the first time I've ever done that with the podcast. But sometimes real life happens and Kim and I had planned to record a couple of book episodes for you to listen to through the end of the year, and with some unplanned sicknesses and just busyness of the holidays, that didn't happen, and the episodes that I had sort of in the vault, I didn't feel like were right for that time of year. So I just joyfully let that go, let that be, and thought I'd show up today and just do a little bit of a year-end recap. And then talk about a few things coming up in the podcast and in my business for the next few months. I also want to say this is still unfolding. Like I'm going to share with you in a little bit this hack that I learned from TikTok. That is one of my favorite things ever and how that hack sort of led me into this cascading series of revelations. But first, let's go to a quick year in recap. So I recorded a podcast earlier in December sort of how I would go about planning my year. And then I kind of did a tease and said, okay, I'm going to come back and tell you exactly like how my plans laid out and do a, a review of the end of the year. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to do a review, but ultimately the episode that I recorded, my energy was still so off in my opinion. It's not a horrible episode, but I just didn't have like that insight and motivation and honestly I was still in this place of kind of beating myself up over 2022. I don't know if any of you guys can relate but there was just a lot of shoulds in my mind and the things that stuck out the most were the things that I felt like I shouldn't have done and ultimately I know from life experience that sometimes those things when you look back end up being the perfect thing that happened to you at the time, or you see the bigger reason. And I feel like I'm still sort of in the middle of unfolding what some of those things are. Not that everything has to have like a Pollyanna purpose, but at this point, I don't feel like it would do any good to go through and like rake myself over the coals, which uh, that sounds too dramatic. Like I had a good year. I'm surrounded by amazing people. uh, Lots of really awesome things happened. And I'm so proud of so many things, but it's just, it's funny how our mind works. Sometimes we focus on the couple of things that we perceive that didn't go right and can't let those go. So I know that I'll be in a different place. And if you guys are interested, maybe when I do my quarterly business recap, I'll go through and, and talk about it a little bit more in depth. So what I did do for my year in planning is a few things. I have a direction for my next two eight-week sprints, and I picked a word of the year, which I wasn't planning on doing at all. I had actually decided I'm not doing a word of the year. It really hasn't resonated with me, and in fact, I was going to pick a quote of the year because I felt like that was more meaty and I could dive into it. Well... (laughs) What happened is this word sort of came into my life. And honestly, for real, guys, I don't, I was not going to share this at all publicly. Uh, definitely not on the podcast. Like, I don't know why this feels so vulnerable to me. But <laughs> in this moment, I mean, we'll see if this ever hits the light of day. But in this moment, I am going to share my word. And now, my goal in sharing these things is always with the intention that this could be helpful for you. So whether it's my process or whether it's just sharing how it unfolds or giving yourself permission to toss any of these preconceived things out, I'm definitely not a new year girly in the sense that I don't have 50,000 resolutions I don't have a brand new planner that I'm writing everything in. If anything, I just love the energy and that feeling of a fresh start, which I fully believe you can have any month out of the year. It's just made up construct. In any event, turning this over and feeling this energy of the new year, I decided that my word is going to be fancy. So... (laughs) couple things happened that led me to this word, one of which was I follow somebody on social media. This is an example of how curating and cleaning out my social media quarterly, which I do as part of my time study, also can really help attract those right things in. I feel like when I do consume social media, I get a lot of joy and entertainment and value from it because I really heavily curate my list and what I see. So anyway, I started following this gal who I would consider fancy and she eats fancy things. And I'm not saying that she has like this uh, extravagant budget or anything like that. It's just like choosing to be fancy and enjoying those things in her daily life and not waiting for a special occasions. So that sort of piqued my interest and I really liked how that felt. And then there's somebody I know in my personal life who also I started thinking like, would this person do this? This could be a made up person. I happen to have like a real life. I don't know them well enough that I actually know, which I'm sure would ruin the illusion because we're all human. But in my mind, I can kind of create this hybrid construct of what I think like a fancy gal would do. And so just to give you an example, I have all these USB cord chargers that everything needs to be charged by USB. Even I got like plant lights for my little poor Alaska sunlight deprived plants for Christmas and you clip them onto the side of the thing and they didn't come with a charger. They just had like a USB plug. And so I went on Amazon. I was like, what would a fancy girl do? Would she have like one plug and just constantly like unplug and replug things in? I was like, no, she would go. So I spent like $7 on this. You know how you have a Like a thing that all, there's a word for it, but you know, all the things that, you know, when you have a power bank and you can plug a bunch of things into a strip, is it like called a power strip or something? (laughs) I'm married to an electrician. If you know me in real life, don't tell him that I couldn't remember the word for this thing, but I went on and I got, they have those for USB chargers. So you plug it in and then there's like seven USB ports. So that's just an example of. How I'm using that word, I could have used the word elevate. There's a lot of like fancier words that would have been in place, but to me, fancy feels a little cheeky, a little silly. Like exactly where I want to be is my Enneagram Seven personality. Something else I did is I had you know a small budget, like let's say under you know four or five hundred dollars, but I wanted to redo my room on a budget. So what I did is I made a little mood board. I was able to order a headboard, a rug, like rug in quotation mark. I've got kids and a dog and I am not at the place in my life where I'm going to spend a ton of money on a rug. So anyway, I got some pillows, like a duvet cover. You get the point. I was able to give my room a complete makeover for a small amount of money that I'm going to enjoy and love so much going into this year. So it was a small thing, but it's going to make a big impact. So I want to move forward in this year thinking about ways that, you know, if somebody was fancy, like what would they do in this circumstance? And if that fits for me moving forward in that direction, how that plays out in work, I'm not exactly sure, but if you guys are interested, I'll definitely give you the update. As it goes along. Now, moving into the hack that I learned on TikTok that I absolutely am obsessed with. If you guys are like me, I think I have 20,000 or something pictures on my phone. It's way too much. And so many of them are screenshots. And I don't know if you guys, I screenshot a lot of things in the moment. And recipes, you know, just whatever it is, inspiration and never go back to it. And then if I try to scroll back, it's so overwhelming. So this gal on TikTok shared that what she does is she just goes through and once a day she types in the date. So if today is January 3rd, she'd go to her pictures and type in January 3rd. And for me, I found that I, cause I've done this now for several days, I've had anywhere from 16 to like 90 pictures for that day. So I just go through the pictures for that day and clean them out. And this spans obviously, however long, like you've had your phone. So some of them are, you know, honestly, like 12 years old, some of those pictures up to, you know, today, like if I was doing it and took some, And so a couple things, it was really easy, simple, strategic way to feel like I was clearing out my digital footprint. I'm moving more into, because I did a lot of work early on with like Ali Casaza and a bunch of books and did a lot of decluttering to the point where you kind of get a system and a routine and it feels really good. Not that you never need to declutter again, but I got to a place that's definitely what I would consider maintenance for the clutter. And I've been toying with this idea and playing around with digital clutter and how that feels, and tips and tricks and techniques to keep that part of my life clear. You know, my Pinterest boards, our social media, things like that. So, this clearing out pictures from the days, just once a day, is like a little simple habit, feels good on a lot of different levels. And it also brought me to a realization, like so many of these things do, when I looked back. At my kids' younger years. Because, like I said, this goes back to when my daughter was born and my son was born, and there's just a lot of really great pictures in there. I know that, you know, the pictures don't convey the hard moments and the tantrums and the things, but there were so many amazing highlights. And I thought, you know what? Damn, I did a good job. Like, I. It was far from perfect and and made a lot of mistakes, but also I really showed up and did the best I can. And I had sort of like a mini celebration and a lot of empathy, you know, for that time in my life. So what I noticed also is that as my kids have gotten older and as I started doing more and more of my business, my phone camera roll shows so many screenshots and slides from presentations and webinars and business things and I'm not on a good day a person who takes a lot of pictures. Like I am one to just say like let's enjoy the moment and I don't pull my phone out to try to capture pictures. I want to just be present. But having said that, I would like to take more pictures and do a little bit better job about documenting some things because where the early pictures were tons of things and videos that we really cherished and enjoyed looking back on, I want to have those throughout their whole childhood and, you know, if applicable, like my life afterwards, like I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm sure there's going to be great picture worthy moments to to enjoy. So I was able to have a celebration, have a realization, and really feel good about a new practice that I'm bringing into my life. So that's the quick, hopefully recap of like what happened at the end of last year, where I'm moving this year. And so for business things, I was really lucky in that at the end of the year, I cleared out a lot of things. I didn't take on a lot of projects, but one thing I did take on was something that I hadn't done in a while. Like we used to do this all the time and that was do a, podcast intensive where I sat down with a business owner. We do like a 90 minute QA. So I interview them, was able to get a lot of great topics. Like I think we ended up with, I don't know, somewhere in the range of 10 to 12 amazing topics that they could talk about on podcasts that highlighted them, their expertise, their brand, made up a template, did podcast research for podcasts for them to pitch, like set up the whole system and then i was i talked to a lot of people who were launching podcasts in the new year so i decided that leaning into joy and what i want to talk about is going to start the year with talking about all the podcasty things that i love in from a systems perspective but also from a really simplified perspective because i am not anymore i used to be i Before I came into this OBM space, I was a podcast manager for about a year, which I really loved, but it just didn't encompass everything I wanted to do with business owners. Certainly, you know, when you work with people that either want to be on podcasts, are already on podcasts, have their own podcasts. So I've been able to keep my fingers in that space, but I want to be able to support people in a couple ways with podcasts. One of those is for somebody who's launching a podcast but they might not have the budget to bring on a podcast manager yet. Certainly there are some incredible podcast managers and sometimes you can find somebody that's starting out and partner with them. It's, it's an amazing way to go. But if you don't have the budget or you just want to do it in house and not bring on another team member, but you have a really amazing competent team and want to do it, how can you get up to speed and train someone to have a simple professional podcast with a podcast launch, and also drilling down those details that you need to be able to launch in what I would consider a professional way. So anyway, the first thing we're going to do in the new year as a business is bring that to you guys. So if you're interested in launching a podcast, if your clients are launching podcasts, if you're interested in podcast pitching for yourself or your clients, all that good stuff is going to be covered in the next like six to eight weeks. So I'm really, really excited about that. It's going to be so much fun. And I think that's it folks. One last thing I would like to share is regarding podcasts. So they're a weird thing in that it's really hard. You know, you have like social blade, you can look up for other people's and your own. YouTube, TikTok, um, and it'll tell you like their their followers, their engagement. It kind of gives a rating and a score. Podcasts are still relatively behind the scenes. You cannot find out that information about a podcast. There's nowhere to look at their downloads. Honestly, the statistics for having your own podcast aren't that great. (laughs) They really could be a lot better. But having said that, one of the things that really makes a huge impact for podcasts then, because so much of that is either the technology is not there for it, it's not offered, or it's just not available, is those reviews. So when somebody has a podcast and they have reviews, then that shows people that they have an engaged audience, that that people might find value in the show, what kind of things they like about the show. So other listeners scrolling through and searching for podcasts could say, oh, this is something I would like to listen to. So having said all that, if you haven't yet left a review for our podcast and you feel compelled, I would be so, so grateful if you would do that. As always, I appreciate you guys so, so much. I'm so grateful to be able to speak in this little microphone in my house in Alaska and have friends all over the world. I want to wish you the absolute best new year, whatever that means for you. And just as a reminder, if you are having a hard time stepping into this year, it's okay to not smash through like the, you know, going out on the football field and announcing you're here. It's okay to slowly move into the new year. And I want to make sure that you know, it's okay to not feel the pressure of doing something just because everybody else is doing it right now. Take your time and enjoy the process along the way. And with that, all my hugs friends talk soon.